Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Berean Post podcast. We have been going through the book of Colossians and we are in Colossians 2. Uh, We're going through uh, Colossians chapter 2 and we're uh, reviewing again verses 1 to 10. Uh, This is going to be part 3, I believe, of this particular pericope that we've been discussing. I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in with the text. Paul says, I want you to know what great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as I have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all the riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and steadfast of your faith in Christ. As you, therefore, have received Christ Jesus Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheats you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him all the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. What did Paul mean by absent in the... Uh, flesh, but present in the spirit. Paul's statement about being absent in the flesh, but present in the spirit is intriguing, but it raises the question of what he meant by it. Some Christians have used this text to support the idea of astral projection or astral travel, which involves leaving the body and traveling to different locations in the spirit realm to observe events. However, this is unlikely what Paul referred to, uh, this is unlikely, it's unlikely that Paul referred to this concept rather, given that it would have been foreign to his worldview as a first century Jew and early Christian. Paul's worldview as a Jewish believer in Christ included believing in spiritual forces and potentials for miracle. However, there's no evidence that he subscribed to projecting one's consciousness or spirit outside of one's body. 
And while Paul mentions an experience of being transported to the third heaven, he provides little detail about the encounter and does not suggest that he left his physical body. The phrase absent in body, present in spirit, is a well-documented is well documented in Greek and Roman literature. It appears, for example, in the writings of the ancient Greek philosopher and mathematician Pythagoras, who lived in the 6th century BC. The phrase also appears in various forms and contexts throughout ancient literature. For example, in the Symposium, a dialogue written by Plato in the 4th century BC, the character of Socrates is described as absent in body but present in spirit when he falls asleep during a conversation. Likewise, the Roman philosopher Seneca used a similar phrase in his letter to uh, Lucilius, um, written in the first century. In this letter, he writes, But although I am absent in body, my spirit is with you. Furthermore, the phrase appears in the works of other ancient authors such as Cicero, Plutarch, and Philo of Alexandra. So a more likely scenario for Paul's use of the phrase in this letter would be consistent with this familiar expression, and there's no indication that he's referring to astral projection or any other mystical practice. Instead, here Paul uses the phrase to express his desire to be with his readers, his concern for their well-being, and his spiritual connection with them even if he's not physically present. For example, in 1 Corinthians 5, uh, 3-4, Paul says, For though absent in body, I am present in spirit, and as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. Okay, so here Paul's ex- addressing a case of w- sexual immorality within the community, and he's expressing his authority as an apostle to judge the situation even though he's not physically present. He's emphasizing the importance of maintaining moral purity within the Christian community and the need to address wrongdoing. But here in Colossians uh, 2.5, Paul says, For though I am absent in body, yet I am present with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Well, in this passage, Paul expresses his desire to be with the Colossians and his joy in hearing about their continued faithfulness in Christ. The passage emphasizes Paul's spiritual bond with the Colossians and his deep concern for their well-being, even though he's not physically present. So a modern example of the phrase, I am with you in spirit, might be a situation where someone cannot physically attend an important event, such as a wedding or a graduation ceremony, but they want to express their support and solidarity with the person or the people that are involved. They might say, I wish I could be there with you in person, but I'm with you in spirit. And this would indicate that they are thinking of and supporting the people or persons from afar. Similarly, it could be used to express support for someone going through a difficult time or facing a challenging situation, even if the person's offering support is not physically present. The phrase, I am with you in spirit, conveys the idea of emotional or spiritual support and solidarity, even if physical presence is impossible. The meaning behind Paul's use of the phrase, absent in body and present in spirit, has sparked debate and misunderstanding among Christians. However, it's important to note that Paul was not referring 
to any form of occult practices such as astral projection or travel, or any mystical practice for that matter. Instead, he used a common expression in Greek and Roman literature to convey his emotional or spiritual presence even if he is physically absent. Christians can learn from Paul's example by striving to maintain a close spiritual connection even when they are physically separated. But additionally, it's crucial to be aware of those who might try to twist the truth of scripture and introduce occult practices. So in the next issue, we will delve deeper into this warning and discuss ways to discern and avoid such distortions. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.